Uh, hi everyone and welcome to the Science Ready podcast where I talk to amazing women in science, music and the arts. Um, today I'm really excited to have Evelyn Coles with us. She's a New, New Jersey, New York based singer-songwriter uh, originally from Belgium and has, has spent a lot of her life outside of Belgium um, in Asia, in London studying cultural and creative studies. Um, music production and she just has also released her um, latest EP which is called Misfit Paradise uh, while she was working as a sound engineer in LA uh, in the US so uh, yeah I'm really excited to learn more about her journey and um, so yeah hi hi Evelyn welcome hi thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely absolutely um, I hope your day was uh, is going well Yeah, it's going great. It's uh, pretty hot and humid in New York, but oh, yeah. um, I'm inside and I have AC, so it's all good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I miss anything out in the introduction that I should have mentioned that so you said, ah, this, yeah, or... No, I mean, I think you, you touched on, um, on some of the main points, especially uh, my multicultural background mm -hmm. is a um, pretty big one. And then, yeah, you mentioned I'm an audio, audio engineer as well as a musician and mm -hmm. um i have a bunch of other creative projects as well that i work on um yeah. but yeah currently currently based in new york and new york, um yeah. and i love traveling um but we'll see absolutely. we'll see when we can start doing that more freely again yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's it's very hard during the times that we have currently to to be and to be a creative person as well because obviously there's no real or or like live gigs are just getting started again if if they're possible in some regions um yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah it's been uh, it's been tricky that you know staying um staying inspired and um just feeling feeling that connection to music because it's it's so much between you and an audience and that part being only digital is is mm -hmm. definitely challenging mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um Yeah, I mean, I love live music and and it is, so I listen to music every day from when I wake up until I go to bed, <laughs> but but I, I I miss live music so much because it's, it's like you say, it's such a different connection, I guess, to the music that you have when you see the artists perform live as well. And um, so, yeah, so, so uh, you have a very interesting background, obviously, because yeah, you're, you're a musician, but you're also a sound engineer or an audio engineer. And, and, and you just mentioned that you were working on different creative projects. Can you tell us a bit more about those and, and whether like, you're still working as a sound engineer as well, for example, aside from being a musician? Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so I think um, it's, it's kind of hard to um, explain my, my creative journey in a, just a, a short sentence, but um, I've, I've always been very... Um, drawn to creative fields whether it's it's painting or graphic design or music um i've i've always loved singing and um i was in choir uh when i was in in middle school and high school and i was in the band so music was always a, a important part of my life but it's only in the last few years i would say um ever since i started studying in london that i've really um you know, tried to make it a career path mm -hmm. of sorts. Um, so I, I studied cultural and creative industries in, in London because I 
wanted to find a course that kind of combined all the creative sectors. I, I was really not sure which one um, was was fit for me. Um, and then also um, taught us some, some economics and sociology on the side. So it was a really good course for me to start um, uh, kind of exploring um, what, what I might be able to do. Um, and then I started getting into music a lot more and I just realized that I wanted to have a better grasp on the technical side, um, not only, um, you know, to to be able to maybe do my, my own audio, but also when I when I work with audio engineers or when I try to produce my own music that I can tell people um, exactly what I want, mm-hmm. um, exactly how I want my music to sound. Um, so that was kind of the the incentive for, for studying that. And then, um, while I was, while I was doing that, I actually really kind of fell in love with the the audio engineering side as well. And, um, especially live sound because it's so, um, you're really in the moment, like Mm -hmm. so much can, can go wrong. It's very adrenaline filled. Um, but at the same time, just so exciting because you get to work with, with bands and, and they're creating something that's kind of a, um, a one-time experience for an audience and, and you get to be a part of it. So that's um, something that I really loved. And um, yeah, I mean, with the pandemic, that definitely, um, you know, kind of all got taken away mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty pretty quick. Um, so I, I was still doing some, some audio projects um, from home. And then I also work part-time at the Belgian Chamber of Commerce here, here in New York, which has been really fun, just kind of connecting to my to my roots through through that job and connecting with um, just speaking Flemish at work and and thinking about my homeland a little bit more um, and then yeah my music is still is still very important um, to me and I am um, I'm just super excited to to hopefully get a, a first live show after after so long again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the I have several friends that are professional musicians as well and. They're so eager to get back out there because they are making music at home, which is, I mean, it's good that at least they, they can still make it in some way uh, with all the tools that you have today as well. It makes it a little bit easier, I guess, but still, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, it, hopefully soon. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, were you planning, because obviously you've just released your EP, which was, was it end of last year that you released it somewhere? It was um, August 2020. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, middle middle of the pandemic. I, I wasn't even sure because I was planning on releasing it um, at, at some point during the year, but then COVID happened, and um, you know, a release is usually accompanied by um, at least a few live shows mm. and and kind of more of a face to face connection with people. So I wasn't sure. Um, if it was even kind of worth worth releasing during a time like that. But I think um, on the flip side, people really, um, you know, went to music and other art forms for some feeling, feeling that connection um, in a time of isolation. So um, on, on that um, side, I think it was actually a, a really lovely time to release new music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's great to have like, Especially when you when everybody's working from home, you're listening to music, but you still see that new things are being created as well, whether mm-hmm. it's music or anything else. That yeah, it just gives so much. It, for me personally, like it, it just uh, inspires me 
in other things and as well so it's great to kind of have that so yeah yeah, it's great you did that Um, are you planning like a tour like once it would be possible for example to promote your music um like the ep for example or yes i i would love to i um I did a tour in 2017 mm-hmm. to um, a few different cities in in America, uh, mainly concentrated in the Midwest, um, mm-hmm. like Chicago, and then um, I did some some shows in Ohio and and Pennsylvania, and and New York as well. And that was just a super fun um, tour with with a company called So Far Sounds. They do oh, yeah. um, kind of more more intimate concerts. They're originally from London. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to their, and, their concerts in London. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, it's just, um, I think for, for my music, it's um, a really great platform. Um, and mm-hmm. it's uh, kind of an, an automatic uh, closeness that you get with the audience because it's uh, such small spaces and usually in someone's home. Um, so that was a really fun tour to do, but, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully I can do one of those again, maybe Mm. to more American cities. But what I'm really, um, yearning for is to be able to perform in Belgium, Mm -hmm. um, because I've, um, I've been on this, this show in Belgium for, for Mm -hmm. the last year, um, where I, I vlog my life here. Mm -hmm. Um, so quite a few people are starting to, to get to know me there and, um, it's, it's kind of connected me to my home country as well. And I'm starting to write music in, in Flemish, which I've never done before. So as soon oh, okay. as I can, you know, go, go back to, to Belgium and, mm-hmm. and safely return, I'm just, I'm really excited to start doing shows over there as well. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I mean, again, the one, one part of, of uh, embracing the home country again, <laughs> being Belgian myself, uh, but also, yeah. <laughs> Um, also writing in another language like you're obviously like for me I I mean my main language I would say today is English because I mm. use it much more than I would use Dutch or French or um, but uh, yeah writing music in, in another language as well is very different so how, how how are you approaching it in a different manner or does it kind of not matter for you whether you write it in English or in, in Flemish Dutch yeah Um, yeah, it's definitely something that, um, kind of not, it didn't scare me. Um, Mm -hmm. but I just wasn't sure, um, at first if I was going to be able to write, um, in kind of a, in the same way, or if I was going to be able to bring the same atmosphere with my music, if I was writing in a different language. And for me, I've, um, you know, I've always had a, a pretty good connection with Belgium and I've always spoken in Flemish to my parents, Mm -hmm. but we grew up in a, in an expat um, family, me and my brothers. So we were moving around every three or four years and we basically just spoke spoke English and, and learned in English at school. So um, kind of all my skills when it came to um, communicating, uh, especially when it came to like poetry or creative writing or singing, theater, all those things were mm-hmm. in English. So it was definitely something that um, was was a challenge for me at first. Um, but I think for me, it was, um, I kind of found, found a subject, uh, for, for the first song that I wrote in, in Flemish that was very much connected to my family, um, Mm. back in Belgium. And that kind of gave me, um, something that I would never really write about in English, I think. So, um, it was just a really nice gateway to trying to write in, uh, in my mother tongue, Mm -hmm. um, 
but it was definitely uh, it was definitely new for me, and I'm excited to after recording. I'm currently in the process of recording this first Flemish song, and um, you know I'm I'm really excited to see where where that can take me as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay, very exciting. <laughs> Hopefully you can release it soon so we can listen to it. I mean, the great thing is obviously the, the music scene in Belgium is, I mean, when I was studying there or growing up, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good music scene as well. It's very small, obviously, but on the other hand, the festivals and everything are quite big and internationally mm -hmm. attractive as well. So, so I guess. Yeah, I think uh, Belgians love music mm -hmm. and that's, that's something that, that I found really fun. I mean, um, that was one of the reasons as a as a young adult that I kept going back to Belgium in June was to go to Rockwerchter. Mm, yes. um, and yeah, just I think people in, in Belgium and, and the surrounding area like Germany and the Netherlands and France, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people looking for new music and um, they're really good a good audience to have really good fans they um once once you have a someone who likes your music they they really stick with you so i definitely appreciate that yeah yeah absolutely um do you like currently do you release everything that you've done like your ep so far they've released they've been released independently or do you do you yeah do you work with a label or are you looking to work with a label going forward Uh, so I actually, for my, I've released two EPs mm -hmm. and then a few singles. Um, but for my very first release, which was uh, an EP, EP called Cal Calming Storm, um, I released that while I was studying in London and I was really just super fresh to the music industry and kind of understanding how everything worked uh, from production to uh, releasing something to promoting something. So um, then I worked with um, kind of an all-round um, company that did that did everything, uh, the production and also um, distribution. Um, but as soon as I started kind of getting getting more of a grasp on the the business side of of things and and also the creative side of things, um, I really love having my autonomy at least at least for now. You know, I think if Um, if a label were to approach me and it feels like a very good fit, then it's definitely something I'd like to consider. Mm -hmm. um, but for for now, for the music that I've been putting out, I um, have really been enjoying just having kind of that full creative freedom and um, control over how and and when I release my music. Mm. Great. Can you tell us a bit more about like your approach to yeah? your music making because you obviously you do everything mm -hmm. from um also being trained as a, as a sound or audio engineer being able to create your music from scratch writing the songs putting music to it and then releasing it like how especially for people that would be listening that are thinking of songwriting or anything mm -hmm. how you normally approach like when you write a new song and then put music to it sure Um, so actually, um, I, I usually start writing songs, um, just, usually it's just a voice memo on my phone of, of a melody that's, that's in my head or, um, something pops up and I, and I write it down. But once I start kind of putting together the, the skeleton of the song, I guess it's just me, um, and my guitar and I've actually found it. I, I used to think I really wanted to do all the aspects of, um, of making my own music, but it's actually been really cool and really um, 
inspiring creatively to work with with someone else as well. So I actually have a producer who lives in LA that um, I worked on, with on my previous EP um, or the, the one that I just released. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's actually really interesting, you know, working with someone who can also um, give kind of from, from their point of uh, view and expertise um, tips on how to maybe change the song or, or kind of a new way of looking at it. And he is really good he's a he's a session drummer and he's also really good at kind of bringing um the rest of the song to life and and using his network of musicians to really make it something even bigger than than i ever could with with strings or um with a really great guitar player um so i've kind of released uh control off of the full kind of taking on all the production Mm -hmm. of it because um it's just I think it works better for me to um, be able to stick to just the the songwriting and then have someone um, help me create this this idea that's that's bigger and um, has a bit more input. But I know plenty of musicians who do everything themselves, and it sounds amazing. Um, yeah. So I think it's just about finding finding the best way f- for you um, and and how you work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I can really see your, your point of view as well because when you work with someone in kind of these last stages of production as well, like being able to get feedback on mm-hmm. your sound and, and I guess how the song flows, um, yeah, can, can really, I guess, uh, even bring the song to a higher level in a way, I guess. Um, so. Yeah, and sometimes you get really critical of yourself as well, mm-hmm. or you kind of get stuck in this like loop of you really just need to show it to someone and mm-hmm. see what what they think, and, and maybe they can make some some tiny adjustments, even if it's just a few chords, and it it turns into something um, that you've just kind of been stuck on for so long. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that would go with a lot of things. But are you are you someone that kind of writes? songs and has to finish them before they would even have other people listen to it or do you kind Mm. of have even friends or family like listen to your songs while before even going to the production of of your song um, while you're creating it that's a good question I I usually like to finish it at least a little bit like um, kind of get the the bare bones of it uh, laid out like verse chorus verse chorus bridge um Mm -hmm. kind of kind of a simple version but then I'm also open to maybe changing it up but I think um I'm I'm a person who likes to work on something until I feel like it's at least somewhat representative of how I imagine the final product Mm -hmm. um and then I want to share it with people because otherwise sometimes I have all these things in my head and um if people give feedback to something that I already know I'm thinking about changing or um it's yeah, yeah it's, it's, hard. it's tricky yeah. it's mm-hmm. tricky to see what um at what stage you you decide to share things mm-hmm. um that definitely is <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean obviously it's it's yeah it's kind of your it's a very personal creation right as mm-hmm. well so uh does, does I mean obviously a lot of your music is around well I guess your experiences of living across the world and then mm-hmm. uh, in different cities and is is that kind of the main driver between like or will be the main driver going forward as well or do you kind of um see potentially things shift in your music style or or have thought about it potentially as well 
Sure. Um, I think, yeah, especially my my music uh, starting out when I first started writing songs, it was kind of a way of processing um, everything because I, I started writing when I was around 19 and I had just come out of this uh, international school kid bubble um, where, you know, I kind of grew up thinking that that was a completely normal way to live is just moving around a bunch and um, kind of everything that comes with it too, like connecting with um, the country that you're living in and, and feeling like you're rooted to a to a physical place um, between that and then also your connections, you know, constantly um, saying goodbye to friends and um, all, all that personal stuff that, that started coming up um, kind of from becoming an adult out of out of that kind of lifestyle um that was definitely the driving factor i think in the beginning for mm-hmm. for writing music um and now i think it's it's a little bit yeah it's a, it's a lot broader i mean um it's definitely still a lot about exploration of of yourself and and the world around you but also about deep connecting with with people and and with nature and mm-hmm. um really i just um i I want to explore topics that um, are a little bit deeper and and that people can connect to on a level where it, it might even really help them. Mm-hmm. Great, that sounds great. I mean, have you like during your aside from working together with producers, um, are you thinking or or have you worked with other musicians, for example, in the past or in the like you're thinking of doing that in the future to yeah, to work together on music, for example, musical projects or um, mm. to release something together, essentially. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, when, I, when I first started writing music, I was living with um, another girl who we were in the same uh, course at university. And um, she is an amazing piano player and, um, and singer. And she loved doing background vocals. So um, that was just an amazing person to be living with at the time mm-hmm. to just um, really learn as much as possible and and kind of tip my toe into the um, collaborative aspect of making music because I think in the beginning I was definitely self-conscious not coming from a very theory-based musical background like I I just picked up a guitar and decided to learn some chords so that I didn't have to listen to YouTube karaoke versions of things. <laughs> um, so it was it was definitely, um, I think it took me some time to feel confident enough to work with other musicians and definitely musicians that have, um, I don't know, a more theoretical music theory background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, you know, it's, it's something that has definitely helped me grow a lot and, and learn a lot uh, working with people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, in New York, I had, um, when, I, when I lived here, right after um, I lived in London, I moved here to uh, study music production and, and audio engineering. And um, I also met um, a couple of really cool people, and, and I had a band here. Um, but I've just been moving around so much in these last few years that um, it's, it's definitely hard to kind of build a foundation with with musicians where you feel like you can you can create together and it's and it's going to last so mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to um, you know maybe in the next few years feeling a little bit more rooted in a place where I can 
um, build that kind of foundation with with other musicians. Yeah, I mean, it, it is hard to, um, yeah, to for example, as a band, uh, to be have the, the the ability to meet up on a regular mm -hmm. basis and and practice and and I guess also be aligned to. Um, having the same kind of vision, I guess, for the music that you would be creating as well, uh, which is not always evident if you... Definitely. Yeah, so, um, great. I mean, during... We, we already talked about, kind of, I guess, what, 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 how you're writing and, and kind of what inspires you to write. But I was wondering, like, were there any musicians in the past or, or currently that you, you kind of take a lot of... Um, are you learning from to then take into your own music? Um, yes, mm -hmm. um, definitely. I mean, I think uh, some of some of the musicians that really got me interested in uh, in becoming a musician in general um, were, and I think it kind of ties maybe to the culture of that time too. Um, and I think a lot of musicians are are inspired by you know music from the '60s and the '70s mm -hmm. and and kind of everything that went along with it. Um, cultural revolution, environmentally, human rights, you know, just everything um, kind of... Janis uh, Joplin. She's yeah, great. Janice, She's amazing. Janis yeah. Joplin, for sure. Um, and, I mean, a lot of a lot of musicians also just um, creating amazing, like, harmonies and, and the mm -hmm. feeling that that, that, that gives. So, um, like, Simon and Garfunkel have always been kind of more on the folksy side, uh, a big inspiration. Um, and then Stephen Nicks is, is one of my, my biggest inspirations. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. not even just her music, but um, mm -hmm. her, her presence. Mm -hmm. And um, she's just such a, such a powerful lady. Um, I, I got to see her a few years ago with my mom here in uh, Madison Square Garden in New York. And um, I had listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, uh, but I, I didn't know all of her her own music that yeah. she had independently and it was a really nice blend of both and she's just yeah such a such an inspiring person to watch and I uh, I cried during the show and it was just a very a very amazing uh, experience um, but yeah I mean I just I love I love discovering new music um, especially kind of in the folk Americana realm mm -hmm. um, but just listening to as much as possible. I think more more recently, um, I've I've really enjoyed Lana Del Rey's yeah. um, kind of progression um, into now her latest album as well. I, I really love. Um, yeah, so she yeah, just I released think, it as well, right? It was very recently. Yeah, her latest super album. Recent. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and she. <laughs> it's funny because there's a song on there that's called Yosemite, and I also have a song called Yosemite. I so know. I was like. Well, good thing I released it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure when you go there, I've never been there, but I, I guess it's a very inspiring place as well, just because of the vastness of the environment. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. I think um, I think that's one of the things I love most about America is just the, the vastness of, of its open spaces and mm -hmm. um, of its nature and... Yeah, Yosemite is a very uh, special place to me and um, and to my husband as well. So um, it's it's been something that kind of um, always brings me back to that place. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I mean, yeah, it's it's like when yeah, the, like when you're at the sea as well. It's the same. It's like this very mm -hmm. very uh, 
kind of, I guess, almost unreal environment where you're in and it gives you so much freedom and uh, yeah, you feel you yeah. feel uh, very small, but then at the yeah. same time, mm-hmm. very connected with um, kind of a, a deeper purpose or a higher purpose than maybe all your little insignificant problems that you might be dealing with on a daily basis. You know, it just mm-hmm. helps you put things in perspective being in a place like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of, for example, your um, your music style. Um, mm-hmm. Because it, it mainly defines, I guess, as folk, folks kind of, or maybe, I mean, it's hard to say like today the to put like a name on, on music. Yeah. It's very hard to, uh, but would you say it leans more to folk type of singer songwriting or yeah? Because, yeah, I yeah. think it. I think it leans. Um, I'm just. I'm very focused on lyrics and yeah. on mm-hmm. um, storytelling. So I think that the kind of singer songwriter genre really fits with with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm also. Um, it's. It, yeah, I think just genres really blend easily mm-hmm. too. And um, sometimes I feel like it's it's kind of tricky to define exactly what genre you are and mm-hmm. put yourself in a box. I think a lot of musicians are a little bit afraid of that and, yeah. um, you know, not feeling like you're not as free to reinvent your your style. So um, I think, yeah, my music is definitely rooted in that kind of singer-songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, like, to, the, the core of it is, is usually that or that's how my songs start. And then um, I, I'm really excited also just to work on the new songs that I'm, that I'm writing now and um, see how I can... Um, maybe try some different things production-wise mm-hmm. to, um, you know, m- maybe maybe expand a little bit and um, try try getting into some new territory. Yeah, I mean, so the, the plan, like when you say the the current music, so that's the the Flemish songs that you're writing. Is mm-hmm. it the plan to make like a full CD or EP again as well with those songs? Yeah, it's definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm working on the the Flemish song now um which will hopefully be released as a single in the next um one or two months Mm -hmm. um but then my hope is definitely to to create another ep an album is a little bit a little bit much at the moment i think um but definitely an an ep um that's uh i'm I'm working still with the same producer so Mm -hmm. um it's been it's been interesting i'm in new york he's in la um seeing how we can uh how we can make that work because um, for the previous one I was I was there and I could just record mm. at his apartment. He has a nice setup, um, so we're we're figuring all those kinks out as well. But um, I'm just very excited to be working on music again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can imagine it's uh, so. So everything like that you've done so far is it? I guess it's all self-funded, right? How you produce your music yes. or how you bring your music to the market? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, that's, it's, it's great to have, um, you know, your independence and Mm. your creative freedom, but at the same time, that's, uh, that's something that, you know, having a record deal, um, really helps with because they, Mm. you know, they give you an advance and you can, you can kind of create, but, um, for me, it's, it's also felt very, um, empowering to kind of take that all in, in my own hands. And it feels like I'm, you know, investing in something that I, really believe in and and I get to make all the choices um so yeah it's it's 
Um, basically, I I work. I've been working a lot to uh, to then be able to fund my music. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's great. I mean, it's 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 as you say, you keep your independence while you're doing it, and then you'll see how mm-hmm. things progress. And I guess, like, w- I'm always interested when I ask musicians about their kind of your stance towards obviously, like Spotify is mm. is a is a main platform where you can stream music, get to know new music. Obviously, they've been criticized at points because of the way they're, I guess, they're, um, um, they take the cuts from, from musicians, for example, compared mm-hmm. to Bandcamp. And I was, I was just wondering what kind of, you, yeah, how you feel towards those platforms. And obviously, it's, it's, you have to use them. It, there's, no, there's often no other yeah. options. So, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing, right? Because they, I mean, they, they, started, um, they started out kind of as this, savior of the music industry when all the uh, piracy was happening and uh, people were just downloading music for free. Um, so at least there's a little bit of, um, of money flow- flowing back into, um, you know, people listening and buying music. Um, but it's, I, it's just really difficult because you can't even, you can't live from it, not even mm. a little bit, like you can't even pay utilities from it yeah. <laughs> um, every month. So, um, I think, yeah, it's just a, a really, I, I don't really know what the right way, way forward is um, mm. besides, besides maybe like a government intervention um, mm. when it comes to those things and really like valuing music again. Um, but it's, it's definitely gone in a more intangible direction, I feel, music. Like it's, it's just something that people don't really want to spend money on anymore. It's not like you're physically holding your record um, mm when you when you decide to like put put a certain amount of, amount of your salary into into buying vinyls um it's it's a completely different relationship with with music so i think there's a lot to be a lot to be um kind of discussed when it when yeah. it comes to that yeah and i guess that's why yeah obviously why why you rely or musicians in general rely so much on live music yeah. as well so I guess and selling merch and so on uh, while you do uh, gigs for example um, yeah but it, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on on doing all those other things as well mm-hmm. um, you know you can't really take uh, take time off uh, to create the new music or your new record like unless you're um, really really doing well and, and you're famous you can, mm-hmm. it's it's just really difficult to have kind of a income that you can rely on yeah. during mm-hmm. during months when you're when you're trying to create again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that, that's the thing as well because yeah, there's months that obviously you're not fully hundred percent. Twelve months a year, every day of the week playing mm-hmm. music because that's not that's not the case. You have creative yeah. periods in between, obviously, to create your music and and release music as well. Like writers, any yeah, other yeah. writers as well or creative people. Um, Great, but I mean, uh, in terms of, for example, when when you would envisage like a, a project um, going forward, in terms of um, like an ideal project that you would, a dream project that you would kind of be able to collaborate on or work mm. on, or um, is there anything that you think that 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 really would be incredible to have? Uh, done at some point that you would think this would really independent of how everything else goes this would really bring grow my own career further grow my own knowledge in music but also just it would be incredible to do as well aside from performing with stevie nicks (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think I, um, my my husband and I were just watching um, this Paul McCartney documentary series on Hulu. I think it is mm-hmm. or Netflix. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I mean just just him talking about how you know ideas start and then he just, uh, you know, someone has this idea like, oh, let's bring in a whole orchestra or let's bring in a string quartet, you know, having, I think being able to work with whatever musicians that you envision for your music, um, kind of having, uh, you know, the money to pay, to pay all these musicians and to just make your creative vision come to life. That's something that I think is a real luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just like being able to work with with a full orchestra, for example, or um, and and closely work with all these different musicians that play all these different instruments, um, and and build a connection. I think I would I would learn so much from it and just feel completely engulfed by the experience. Yeah. <laughs> so you mainly play guitar, right? Yes, I started um, a little bit of piano uh, mm-hmm. when I was when I was younger, but um, it's mainly been guitar. But even that, I'm um, self-taught, and I'm I try to get better. But my focus is so much on um, the the vocals and, mm-hmm. and writing writing beautiful melodies that um, I I really appreciate being able to work with guitar players who can take the lead guitar and I'll I'll do the rhythm. Um, so yeah, when it comes to when it comes to my own um, musical knowledge with instruments, um, I it's just really really fun when I can work with people who are very focused on on one specific thing. Mm-hmm. What is because uh, as you just said, you mainly focus on or, or your kind of core focus would be vocals. Mm-hmm. Is what what is for you? Yeah, kind of the most challenging thing when you have to prepare, for example, um, or. Um, yeah, how, how do you train your vocals better or, yeah, your your sound better? Do you do, like, exercises every day or is mm. it just something that, okay, we'll just see it come naturally uh, or is it something that you kind of actively train? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't don't super actively train my voice, but um, every time I, I'm about to perform, I obvious, obviously do some vocal exercises, um, but I just love kind of singing whenever mm-hmm. and I feel like um you know doing doing that enough and and just trying different things or even just singing along to music in the car mm-hmm. um is really fun and it it kind of like tests me as well when I listen to musicians who have a, a really great vocal range I'll try to keep up with them yeah <laughs> um but it's funny because um when I was when I was a kid um every time I got sick and even even now still um, one of the first things to go is my voice. Um, and I remember just being like 12 years old and saying to my mom, I, I could never be a singer professionally because it's always just, my voice just always goes away when I even get a little bit sick. Um, so that's definitely still been something where I, uh, you know, I'm like, why, why did I decide to do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a risk, I guess, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, risky when you uh, when you rely on something mm-hmm. um, physical that your body can do, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but but it's also really just really fun and really exciting, and it it connects me with myself um, in a way that um, I very much enjoy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's what's your go-to karaoke song? Because you mentioned karaoke <laughs> before. <laughs> like, if we go to karaoke today or tonight or tomorrow, like virtually, obviously, because otherwise it's not possible. But what would your go-to song be? <laughs> um, I think, and this has been, I you know, I've never actually been to karaoke, which is crazy. How many? <laughs> Um, but I've always thought if I would go to a karaoke, it would be um, a Grease song from the musical. Uh, <laughs> You're the one that I want. I just love that song so much. <laughs> it's so fun. It's, it's a very fast song, that one, right? It's, or it's kind of very, uh, the beat is, is quite, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, it's challenging. I yeah. think we, um, we did some, some Grease songs in choir when I was, um, in seventh or, or eighth grade, and I just remember thinking, these are really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song, good song. Uh, yeah. I think you will have the, <laughs> the audience uh, joining, <laughs> joining in as well. So, um, okay, very good. Um, so so I, I, maybe a final question before we go into like a quick fire quiz is, sure. because obviously you are a woman working in music, and as everybody knows, the music industry in general is very male-dominated mm -hmm. or male-driven, yeah, I guess not, but male-dominated and a lot of the kind of um, headlines on a lot of big festivals and so on. But I was just wondering where, how, how yeah, you kind of have experienced that yourself potentially, but also how you see that, how we can improve that for musicians in the future, especially for, for women that are musicians to but also just for the music industry in general to have just more mm. equality in the music industry um from every angles not only from from gender but also from different diverse backgrounds um as well so yeah definitely i mean it's something that i've experienced um both as a musician and and as an audio engineer you know um kind of prejudices um with uh, what what your knowledge is and um, kind of how seriously people take you sometimes. Mm. Um, so I've definitely had my my share of of experiences with that. Um, as for you know how to how to make a change, I think for for me personally, it's been really important to understand as much as possible about this industry. Um, and it's it's one of the reasons I also wanted to. Um, you know, study study audio engineering and um, become more literate when it came to that. Um, study um, music music business and music management so that I didn't um, just rely on on other people's word um, mm -hmm. for things. And it's definitely um, given me kind of a, a more sturdy ground when I when I talk to people. And um, like you said, it's it's mainly like uh, middle aged men. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, you know, when they feel like, oh, OK, this this um, woman actually knows uh, knows quite a bit and, mm -hmm. and you can't just do what you want with her. Um, so I think that's that's something that that we're seeing, too, is, you know, it's slowly but surely um, just uh, women becoming a lot more knowledgeable and mm -hmm. kind of trying to take those things into their own hands and, and takes real, really big steps, maybe sometimes working harder because they know that, um, that there's something, I don't know, to prove to or prove, yeah. um, like in a lot of other, other industries as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which mm. is, um, yeah, it's a little bit exhausting sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I just, I really hope like with, like with a lot of other things too, that, um, you know, as we, also, like the the youngest generation now coming up, I think 
um, people are really starting to think about all of these issues um, and they're starting to see them for what they are, you know, with like mm -hmm. the internet, you know, the, there's just a lot more knowledge going around and um, the internet has its own issues, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just hoping that slowly but surely these things, you know, we're just going to make, make our way into it. And, and um, we're kind of pushing for a more diverse industry. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's just going to take some time still. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, as you say, like, like the more people that are pushing in the right direction, the more mm -hmm. things will actually be forced to change as well. So, so that's that's that will hopefully, um, even if it takes uh, years still before yeah. things are really um, more equal. But at least if it if if voices are being raised, that's really I, I guess like you said the most important thing. If yeah. it, there's acknowledgement that things should change as well, so um, yeah, it's a starting, it's the starting point, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, great. Okay, oh, this is super interesting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just want to ask you a few questions now before we end. It's a uh, very quick, um, uh, some some um, some questions about you personally more, uh, and and kind of your your musical preferences etc so sure. um so yeah let's let's do it uh, so an album or a song that has impacted you in some way and why an album and a song or that a has song, impacted yeah. me um i think an album that has impacted me um pretty greatly is um simon and Garfun garfunkel's live album from in central park um it's a it's a record that my mom uh, used to love and she she introduced it to me um and there's something about the the first time that i heard that you just you feel the power of the audience and just that that connection um just through through the record and i think it um really you know made me made me see how powerful live music can be um and then just also their you know their harmonies and and the way that they make music um was really impactful yeah, I mean, yeah, they 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 are amazing. They they will always be part of the musical, yeah. Obviously, the history, mm -hmm. but just just part of any musician that will come. I think there will be something that will be taken along with with, with their legacy, essentially. Uh, so yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Great. Very good. Uh, recommendation of um, of any work by female musician. And why um, her I mean, again? Yeah. So yeah, it's oh. um, so a good. Uh, I guess we we would yeah because you already mentioned Stevie Nicks. I love Stevie Nicks, but I guess yeah. more maybe more current uh, or like yeah really more active musician today. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think um, there's a really cool Belgian musician. Um, I don't know if you know her, but she's called Angel. Uh, she's a French-speaking um, singer. Um, and she's doing some really cool, um, I think also her visuals are, are really awesome. Just, um, you know, sometimes a little bit more masculine and, and very empowered. I, I think her, her music feels very empowered. Um, and even, even though she's singing in, in French, I think um, just her kind of the, the power of, of her voice and, and the music that she's decided to put behind it um, transcends language. So she's definitely someone I would recommend looking up. Okay, great. Angel, you're right. Angel. Angel, yeah. Okay, yeah. very good. I, I don't know her yet, so I'll look her up after our chats. Um, yeah. 
What are you currently reading, or if you're reading anything? Yeah. Sure. I'm actually. I was today. Um, I I had some time um, that I wasn't on my phone, yeah. um, and I um, picked up M Train again. It's a uh, it's a book that I started reading. I was almost halfway through um, by Patty Smith, um, mm -hmm. and I. I love her as well. Just uh, she's she's an amazing lady, um, and I loved her book, Just Kids, about yeah, her. I've read that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. her early life in in New York, um, and this one is kind of more focused on um, her experiences going to different coffee shops, uh, and <laughs> it's uh, it's really amazing as well. It's uh, it's very similar to to how Just Kids was written and. I kind of forgot that I, I even had it and I hadn't finished it yet. So um, it was nice to pick that up again today. Okay, very good. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, so, so I'll, I'll look into it as well. Mm -hmm. Great, very good. Um, I love her writing as well. She's pretty, yeah, it's, it's great to read her books. Yeah, um, I feel like I need to uh, sometimes reread things, like a whole page where I'm like, oh, wow, like so many amazing <laughs> imagery was yeah. used. I need to really understand what she's saying again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. Your favorite invention and why? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Can be anything from being very small or something very big. Um, gosh, that's a really hard question. Um, I mean, one of one of my favorite things is uh, candles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I'm I'm someone who very much likes to. Um, create create a space inside that's conducive to being creative and, and feeling comfortable. Um, and it's always been really important in my life moving around so much and um, just being in different homes um, all the time to kind of have a few things that make me feel immediately um, kind of in my zone, in my element. Um, and candles have always been very important um, for that, especially when I write music as well. Mm. Um, I, I'll almost always light a candle. And yeah. um, my brother actually works for a, a really nice candle company now, so he, he's just as passionate <laughs> about it. And now it's just you have the direct in now. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. do, yeah, it's, it's actually great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you'll get for Christmas, your birthday, New Year's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, very good. That's a good connection to have in any case. So. Yeah, true. Um, your favorite social impact project or charity, for example, that you're really uh, impressed by? And, and yeah. Um, God, the, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know a, a specific one. Um, I think, I mean, my... My family has always um, kind of like donated to, to UNICEF and, mm -hmm. and things like that. But when I was uh, in high school, I went to Senegal on this um, on this uh, exchange exchange project where I went to volunteer and, and helped build a school. And it was actually a, a Belgian lady who um, who started building the school. And I think the most um, I think I think sometimes the most powerful projects are kind of people seeing something that they want to change and and really putting the work in it themselves. I mm -hmm. think sometimes it's hard to feel connected to those really big charity organizations and it's more um you know people on the ground um yeah. that are that are trying to um make a difference in the world the way that they feel that they can. 
Um, so I'm always very drawn to, to things like that. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, social like local communities and so mm-hmm. on that are actually driving things locally and make a difference directly. Um, it makes it. Yeah, you just see the the difference directly, as you say, uh, more than mm-hmm. big charities where they do amazing work as well. But it's less, I guess, vis- visible to uh, local communities directly, for example. So great. Yeah. Okay. Um, my last question is: Do you have a challenge for the audience? could be anything that they could do or yeah or change or um just a challenge um kind of for for their life <laughs> it could be yeah yeah anything yeah could be yeah something to do in the morning differently or it could be like an okay, exercise for them to do <laughs> yes yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think this is probably one that's been that's been said quite a bit, but I still find myself sometimes doing it for a few weeks and it feels great and then something will happen and I just completely lose track of it. But um, not turning on your phone, like putting putting your phone on airplane mode at a certain time in the evening um, and then not taking it off airplane mode until, um, you know, you're like ready to go to work um, or something like that. And just not having any notifications come through. I think it's just so hard not to get distracted mm-hmm. and not to want to pick up your phone. And um, I mean, it's I just notice such a difference on my own mental health throughout the whole day when it's just those first few moments in the day that I don't immediately check my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that everyone knows, but it's just really hard to do. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I completely <laughs> agree, but I don't do it either. So right. um, no, absolutely. I should I should should put yeah. I'll I'll try the challenge as well because it's it's definitely true. Like in, until you hit your pillow, your phone is very close. Yeah. Uh, with most people, and and I think that's not a good habit. And and when you wake up in the morning, like the first thing I take as well because my alarm is on my phone is yeah, my phone, same. and then obviously you start with all other things. And yeah, so so I yeah, need to buy just, an alarm clock. <laughs> it immediately puts you in like a more stressed out mm. zone. Like even if it's just, um, you know, seeing an email come in that no yeah. one's expecting you to already be reading that email at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think that's something that we feel like we're expected to reply to things instantly because we have access to them all the time. But mm-hmm. um, maybe we need to like, kind of condition uh, recondition ourselves mm-hmm. to um to a more healthy connection to to work and and our phones yeah absolutely put on music for example yeah the first yeah, thing that's sure. a great thing <laughs> yeah um so um i'll be adding some of your links to to the um, the podcast but is there anywhere that for example, the, the people listening could find more uh, about your work and yeah, social media, for example, as well, where they could reach you. Yeah, um, I mean, I think if you you know want to learn more about me, my website kind of has the best mm-hmm. overview. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to social media, I tend to post m- most things on on Instagram, and um, you know, people if they have direct messages for me, then that's probably the best way to reach me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what would help me most is um, for people to follow me on Spotify um, mm-hmm. because then they get notified when, when I have new music coming out. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Instagram for, for like daily 
daily update yeah. stories mm -hmm. and um and spotify for the music yeah yes yeah. all right very good okay very good thank you so much for uh, yeah sharing everything about your work and um and yeah also i mean best of luck with everything going forward with especially with the new songs I'm looking you. forward to hearing those as well i'll share it with my um, family and friends back in Belgium let me know uh, I can I share it, it. <laughs> uh, with my limited network <laughs> in sure. the Belgian yeah, um, ecosystem <laughs> I think we're, <laughs> we're finishing up um, recording hopefully these next two weeks there's uh, someone yesterday uh, composed a string arrangement for it so I'm super excited to, to just get that out there <laughs> okay very good very cool uh, but yeah th thanks again for taking the time uh, to chat and and yeah, everybody follow Evelyn on Spotify and Instagram <laughs> to get <laughs> updates. And, and yeah, looking forward to just staying in touch and hearing more about your, your work in the future. So, Thank you so much, Isabel. This was a really lovely conversation. All right, thanks. 